Buying a business is not as difficult as you think, and there are too many myths out there that only millionaires can buy them. Anybody can buy an existing profitable business without prior experience, and many times without using their own money. Arturo has started, bought, and sold over 55-plus businesses across 18 industries. He has coached thousands of individuals, corporate employees, service employees, freelancers, real estate investors, retirees, homemakers, and many others in buying businesses and transforming their lives. And you can too. And to help get you started, here's your host, Arturo Henriquez. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode. So I've been getting a lot of questions about the different types of margins and what should we pay attention to? You've got gross margin, you've got EBITDA, you've got net profit or net margin, you've got seller's discretionary earnings or SDE. It's also commonly known as owner's benefit. And so you've got all these earnings or margins, which are kind of the same thing, right? And which ones should we be paying attention to? So today's episode is going to be a little shorter episode, but hopefully... I'm going to put it in more layman's terms why, you know, what these different earnings and margins, uh, what do they mean? And as you're analyzing businesses to buy and you're looking through their financial statements, which ones are relevant to specific industries and which ones aren't as relevant to specific industries. And I can't cover all the industries in an episode, but I'm going to give you a good idea as to why some of them may be as important and some maybe not as important depending on the industry or the type of business that you're trying to buy. So essentially, I'm going to concentrate on four different margins or earnings uh, indicators. Uh, the first one is gross profit. The second one is EBITDA. The third one is your net profit. And the fourth one is your seller's discretionary cash flow. Again, sometimes called owner's benefit. So all four of these have a role to play and they give you an indication as to the health of any type of business at any given time. But again, not all of them are as important. And in some cases, all of them are important. But what's important to me is that you understand what all of these mean so that when you're analyzing the purchase of a business, you are able to make sound decisions based on the financial statements. So let's start with gross profit. So gross profit is essentially revenue minus the cost of goods sold to produce that revenue. So the best way to describe this is to give you an example of a, maybe a manufacturing facility. And hypothetically speaking, let's say this manufacturing facility produces clothes, right? Clothes that we wear, you know, shirts, pants, and whatnot. So in order for this manufacturing facility to produce the end product, which would be a shirt or a pant or a blouse, they would need to buy raw materials, right? They would need to buy, you know, fabric. They would need to buy buttons. They would need to buy laces. They would need to buy whatever goes into the production of the clothes, the, the pants, the blouses, the shirts. And so let's just take a shirt, for example. So every time you produce a shirt, you would have fabric buttons and laces, assuming that that's the only raw material that goes into the production of that shirt. And those would be, again, direct costs to produce that shirt. Now, you also will have labor, people that are actually sewing, they're cutting, they're patching, they're actually putting the shirt together. And so that direct labor is probably 
going to be on a variable basis, meaning they're probably getting paid on an hourly basis or a per unit basis. And so whatever it took to produce one shirt, that is the cost of goods sold. So when you sell that shirt, the cost of selling that shirt are the direct costs of producing that shirt. And that's what really, you know, gross margin is, is revenue minus all the direct costs, in this case, all the different materials, as well as the direct labor to produce the shirt. That will give you the gross profit or the gross margin. And this is important for industries like manufacturing, like retail, uh, where there's actual physical products that are being sold. So if you take that one shirt and you sell a million shirts in a year, well, that's going to be your revenue, right? So all the cost associated with the production of those million shirts, direct production of those million shirts, will be the cost of goods sold. And again, this is important because you still have other fixed costs. You still have costs like rent. You may have managers that if you did not sell anything, you still have to pay those managers. You still have utilities to pay. You still have administrative support staff that you would probably have to pay. So you still have other costs that are not directly associated with the production of shirts. And so those are your fixed costs. So why is this important? Because you're going to make a profit based on the sales of these shirts, which will give you the gross profit. So the direct costs associated to producing those shirts, but you still need to make additional profit to cover the fixed costs. Now, in other industries, particularly the services industries like, you know, plumbing companies or pool service companies or uh, air conditioning, HVAC companies, electric companies, uh, landscaping companies, companies where they're not producing a fixed good, but they're rendering a service, the cost of goods sold is not relevant or said another way, it's not as important as a manufacturing facility or a retail store that is in the business of producing or selling fixed goods. So that's where that gross profit, gross margin um, becomes relevant or not relevant depending on the type of business you're buying and the industry that you're buying it in. And then you can apply this obviously to many other industries. The second one that we're going to talk about is called EBITDA. And this really has everything to do with how you financed the purchase of the business. Because EBITDA stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So if you bought a business for $500,000 and you put paid 100% cash, there's not going to be any interest on that business. Uh, but if you financed it 100%, you're going to have interest payments or interest costs associated with the loans that you took to buy the business. So the only difference would be the interest portion of the EBITDA. So if you had interest, that would be expense that would go against the profit. And if you had no interest to pay based on the no financing, there wouldn't be no interest expense. And so you would have a higher profit. And so that would affect, obviously, your taxes, whether you have more profit or less profit. And remember, EBITDA is revenue minus your cost of goods sold minus all of your expenses, but before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So really what EBITDA does is it looks at the health of the business independent of how it was financed. 
That's really the big difference between EBITDA and the next margin or earnings number, which would be net profit. So EBITDA after taxes, after interest, after depreciation and amortization would give you net profit, right? So the only thing that would change would be the interest if you financed it one way and then taxes that you paid for that calendar year because you either have an expense associated to interest or you don't. So you have a higher profit, hence higher taxes, or less profit, hence lower taxes. So that's how that affects the net profit number. Uh, EBITDA is directly related to the net profit, but that's after factoring in, of course, the interest portion, and needless to say, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So really, as you're looking at small businesses to buy, EBITDA and net profit are kind of one and the same uh, because there isn't going to be that much variance or those are going to get added back in the fourth margin or the fourth earnings, which what we call seller's discretionary earnings. This is also referred to as SDE or owner's benefit. And why is this relevant? Well, because a small business, the way that the owners pay themselves is not necessarily through dividends. They usually pay themselves through a combination of salary, certain benefits, and then maybe non-business expenses, personal expenses, that is, that they may run through the business. And because they pay themselves a salary and because they pay themselves certain benefits, those are ultimately considered similar to what you would have as dividends had you bought into a big you know, Fortune 500 company that is maybe listed on the stock exchange. So really the difference here is that the owner has chosen to pay himself or herself a salary, benefits that they don't necessarily have to pay themselves, but they're doing so to lower their tax burden and to take money out of the business. And they're running maybe personal expenses that are non-business related, that are not required to spend or to be spent for the day-to-day -day operations of the business. They may be running those through the business. And so the compensation plus the personal expenses plus the benefits will get added back to the net profit to give you what's called seller discretionary cash flow or owner's benefit because that is really what the owner or owners are making in operating this business, right? They're just passing it through the profit and loss statement, um, but it really is a benefit to the owner, meaning other employees aren't getting these benefits. They're not having their personal expenses run through the business, or they may not be sharing the same types of benefits. What are some types of benefits? Well, something like your gasoline usage or your cell phone or maybe your meals and entertainment where you're not taking out clients, but you're running your own lunches and dinners through the business. And of course, you would also add back amortization and depreciation because those are non-cash expenses, meaning you didn't have to spend out of your bank account uh, something for the concept of depreciation or amortization. Those are non-cash expenses. So if that did go through the profit and loss statement, that would be added back as, as well as an add back to net profit to arrive at seller's discretionary earnings, owner's benefit, or SDE, which are interchangeable. So in a nutshell, those are the four types of margins, types of earnings. 
And really, the main ones that you need to pay attention to, I would say, depending on the industry, is the gross margin, the net profit, and the most important one is the SDE, the seller's discretionary earnings, the owner's benefit, because that's ultimately the profit or the compensation or the ultimate benefit that the owner is perceiving by owning and operating this business. Anyways, I hope that was helpful. I know this is more of a technical episode, but I do hope it was helpful because this is going to be necessary, one, to understand how healthy the business is profit-wise, but two, you're going to use the seller's discretionary earnings and you're going to apply a multiple to that number to come up with the valuation of a business. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and like always, thank you for listening. If you love the How to Buy a Business podcast, then we know you would love the Business Acquisitions Accelerator program. Here we have helped thousands of individuals buy profitable existing businesses without having prior experience and sometimes without using their own money in as little as 90 days. And we guarantee these results. Head on over to www.arturohenriquez.com forward slash BA.